1: And now, it's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am your host, Andrew for America. How you doing, people? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. America. Listen up, man, I'll tell you who I am Just another stupid American Listen up, man, I'll tell you who I am Just another stupid American You don't want to listen, you don't want to understand So finish up your drink and go home You don't want to listen And you don't want to understand So finish up your drink And go home That was a little clip from The Descendants, they got a song called "American," and I'm going to read the lyrics to you right now because they're quite amazing. Here we go. We flipped our finger to the king of England, stole our country from the Indians, with God on our side and guns in our hands. We took it for our own. A nation dedicated to liberty, justice, and equality. Does it look that way to you? It doesn't look that way to me. It's the sickest joke I know. Listen up, man. I'll tell you who I am. Just another stupid American. You don't want to listen. and You don't want to understand. So finish up your drink and go home. I come from the land of Ben Franklin, Twain and Poe and Walt Whitman, Otis Redding, Ellington, the country that I love. But it's a land of the slaves and the Ku Klux Klan. Haymarket Riot and the Great Depression. Joe McCarthy, Vietnam, The sickest joke I know. Listen up, man. I'll tell you who I am. Just another stupid American. You don't want to listen, and you don't want to understand. So finish up your drink and go home. I'm proud and ashamed every 4th of July. You got to know the truth before you say that you got pride. Now the cops got tanks because the kids got guns shrinks sh- shrinks pushing pills on everyone cancer from the ocean cancer from the sun straight to hell we go listen up man i'll tell you who i am just another stupid american you don't want to listen you don't want to understand so finish up your drink and get the fuck out of here bro <laughs> uh vintage punk rock by the legendary punk rock icons the descendants and descendants this gets back to you guys i'd love to feature full songs uh on the show hit me up um all right i want to read This little thing I found uh, about Henry Rollins. Since we're on the topic of punk rock. I recently saw this on 23 Punk on Instagram. Henry Rollins. And I quote, I wouldn't go back on stage with a band for anything. Unquote. Damn, dude. You wouldn't go back on stage with the band for anything. Shit, I'd get back on stage right now. And then... Uh, they uh, they posted this. As a music obsessive, why have you stopped, I'm sorry, why have you stepped back from making it? So this is an interview, okay? They're interviewing uh, Henry Rollins and they say, as a music obsessive, why have you stepped back from making it? And Henry Rollins says, I stopped processing ideas in terms of lyrics. One day I woke up and thought, I'm done. My manager flipped out, but I've never looked back. I didn't want to become a human jukebox playing old songs, so I filled the space the band took with films and TV, and now my shows, my radio show and my writing. At this point, I wouldn't go back on stage with the band for anything. I mean, dude. I was like, that's harsh, bro. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, man, you're doing the same thing, Andrew for America. I'm just, I just kind of transitioned my art, I guess, into a radio voice show podcast instead of not singing and doing lyrics. I can relate, Mr. Henry Rollins. I get it now after I kind of thought it through for five seconds. And maybe that's just part of being an old aging punk rocker. You know, the voices shot. Maybe we're not as healthy as we once were. Can't hit those high notes or those screams anymore. And then you gotta outsource that shit. And um accept the fact that soon you will have to accept <laughs> that you don't got the ability to go out there and frontman rock start up anymore. I think I think I still got a little bit of it in me. I think if I dedicated myself to Uh, being healthier, I mean I'm pretty healthy but I mean you really got to be healthy if you're going to get a singing voice, you got to be very hydrated, you can't be drinking booze or coffee and all that kind of stuff so um, I think I could do it if I got back into a band Um, still and maybe I will I've been writing some stuff and um, at some point I will develop the balls to play it for you guys Uh, normally in the past, that's never been a problem for me. Uh, usually I just kind of finish it. I like it. If I like it, I'll just spit it out, but I want to be a little bit more calculated with my new music and, um, I'm going to give it a lot of thought. I'm going to give it much more thought and much more time than I think I have in the past, just pumping out punk rock songs. So, uh, excuse me, be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's move on uh... here we go here's a little bit more from henry rollins actually on this interview take a listen
2: i stopped doing music the day i stopped writing lyrics if i can't put something new on the stage i'm not going to be the rerun machine i am only interested in forward and so i don't want to be a cover band of my own music so i stopped and it hurt because i like being up there and every once in a while someone will drag me up for like one song at a benefit show or something and i i realized i still can do it but I just don't want to be the gray-haired jukebox reliving the '80s. Mm-hmm. I, when other bands do it, OK, I just, I might even pay and go. I just don't want to be it. But yeah, I sometimes miss it until I go to an airport and I see some band lining up, you know, with their, with their laminates and their, their, the, their goatees and their, you know the, they're on tour, and I go, that I don't miss. yeah. or when someone says, "Yeah, I got to go to band practice. I don't miss that. You, you, I don't miss a bunch of people in a bus I don't miss a dressing room with full of people I don't miss the the whole community of it no. <laughs> getting in the van right you, you wrote a book about traveling around in the van yeah yeah, yeah. those those were crazy times though punk, yeah punk rock is not like that anymore is it well I think there's a lot of bands from back in my day <laughs> who took this <laughs> dense forest and cut paths through it and to say I was in a band called Black Flag as you probably know <laughs> yeah and people say sometimes well it was just you guys like n- absolutely not we were one of many bands really taking it you know right in the face uh, night after night bands like you know Dead Kennedys, DOA, Minor Threat, Bad Brains and on and on and on like a, a ton of them and who toured in-, in vans slept on people's couches on their floors uh, got ripped off by the promoters whoever got beat on by cops and and saw a rough side of things. Those bands went out with machetes and cut paths. Now that path is an eight-lane highway with rest stops and is all gleaming and up to code. But but in those days, you kind of wrote it as you went. And it was Big ups and big downs. And you pull into a town, and who's a promoter? A frightened fifteen-year-old kid who wrote you a letter and said, "I'm a promoter. I'll <laughs> put you on in Columbus, Ohio." He just rented the Knights of Columbus Hall. You load in to some angry war veteran, like, "What are you doing? You're doing what? Not in here!" You're like, really? Because it's sold out. And here's this kid with his minor threat T-shirt on, crying. You thought I could do the show? We're like, oh no. Look, and you ask, you know, uh, the guy who booked it, another guy at our, at our office, commune sleaze pit, he goes, oh, yeah, he said he had the show. How'd it go for you guys? How'd it go? Yet we, we got run out of town on a rail.
3: The show's got crazy.
2: People would trash the, the venues and this. It was- yeah, men, boys in bathrooms, they just, I don't know, they, they see toilets and they got to kill them. Oh,
1: boy, yeah, oof. Uh, I remember those days, Soma, San Diego. That bathroom was absolutely destroyed. Uh, brick by brick comes to mind, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I-, I remember that life. Uh, I would actually do it again one more time, but that's just me. I'm I'm nuts like that. Um, let's move on and... I'm going to take a weird turn. I'm going to transition and we're going to start talking about this. Um, okay. So if you follow me on social media, you saw that I shared uh, Michael white for us Congress, uh, libertarian, uh, I shared one of his memes where he was talking about cash, uh, versus digital currency. Right. And, uh, I like the top, the tagline says, note the logic. Okay, take a listen. If some people want to rely solely on digital financial transactions, let them. But don't take away cash for the rest of us. My $50 note can't be hacked. If I'm robbed, I lose 50 bucks, not my entire life savings. If my $50 note is accidentally immersed in water, it still works. My $50 note doesn't need batteries. It can't be out of range, and it won't break if it's dropped. If the system is down, I can still use my note. My $50 note can be put into a charity box or given to a homeless person. Sure, I use a card sometimes for large purchases, but for everything else, please leave me the option of cash. It simplifies life. I love it, people. That might be the best argument for not going to a uh, to a completely cashless society for all of those reasons that seem very... Logical, rational, uh, well thought out, but simultaneously very simple to understand. If you can't understand that, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> In the words of Sam Winchester from last episode, you need, to go, you need to go to the hospital There's something wrong with you. Man, what is happening out there? people. I had a a friend come up to me the other day. She said, Andrew, she said, don't have kids. (laughs) She's got a daughter that's early teens, starting to act out, bringing home crazy stories from public uh, indoctrination center schools, uh, if you want to call them those. And she's like, this shit is getting out of control. And she was talking about the wokeism and the everything, common core and No homework. What the hell are these kids even learning anymore? She was like, don't have kids, man. (laughs) Uh, And it's sad. It is a sad uh, side effect of modern day 21st century America as we march towards this dystopian world order. And... It's sad, man, but I I feel like that's the logical, rational thing to do, despite the fact that that's the goal of the deep populists and the World Economic Forum. You know, it's better. I feel like I personally believe it's better to not have children, to not bring a child into this world, because the future ain't looking bright for your kids, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and it's all of our own faults because we are stupid. Americans that have allowed ourselves to arrive in the situation that we are all living in right now. It's your fault. Look in the mirror. Your inaction, your lack of courage, your lack of discernment, your lack of information, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. That's why we are where we are we are that's why it is what it is it's all of our fault. we can change it in a minute it's a choice between fear and love listen to bill hicks people take a listen to this
3: why so many young people don't trust the system it's because this is america 2.0 brainwash kids for eight hours a day until they're 18 tell them they have to go to college and go 100k in debt or they'll never succeed make student loan debt unforgivable more expensive yearly and yet they're Parents' tax dollars go to those same schools, make it illegal to have unpaid internships where you actually learn rather than just theorize, pressure the top performers to go into two of the most uncreative jobs out there Wall Street and consulting, or idealize startups that will require sleeping on floors, racking up massive debt from VCs so one out of 10 of them can end up on the cover of fortune, then get mad at them for not working hard enough and quiet quitting when they can't afford houses. They hate their jobs and their loans keep stacking. If that doesn't keep their heads down, then send them to war in a foreign land. Mm. We have to fix America 2.0. That's why kids don't want to keep playing this game. Wonder why so?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. It's just like Sam said in the last episode. He was like, how much of your day, how much of your work day goes to the government? And at what point during your day do you start making money? You show up to work at eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. You don't start making money for yourself till noon because those first three hours are for Uncle Sam so that they can take that money and go give it to Ukraine and go give it to everywhere in the world to make their uh, citizens, you know, give them a bailout or a helping hand. And, you know, where's our bailout? Where's America's helping hand? Why aren't our tax dollars going to improve our country, our communities? Why why is there not a push to improve our education and school systems? Why are we charging more money for college while we're simultaneously taking classes away? And even if you get a degree, you can't even get a job anymore barely so what incentive do people have and it, may, it makes me ask myself is this part of the big plan for the world demoralize us and take away all of our opportunities all of our options make us feel weak and pathetic and make us desperate and then introduce digital currency introduce world government no more national lines we are all one Consciousness experiencing itself subjectively and with artificial intelligence thrown into the mix and the pills that are pushed on all of us. Uh, mind manipulation and control enhanced by pharmacological methods. Aldous Huxley. This seems to be the final revolution. Revolution. Gotta love that word. What does that word mean to you? (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. uh, I wanted to read this, too. So many moons ago, I played a clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson talking to Ray Kurzweil, author of the book The Singularity is Near. Uh, Kurzweil is one of the founders of Google. And he was talking about AI and the hive mind and how AI will surpass human intelligence at some point. And then in the future, there will be an inevitable singularity where either man merges with the machine or machines become self-aware or machine learning outpaces human learning. Who knows what the specifics are? Lots of speculation, scientific uh, conversations right Um, so check this out this was in uh, I want to say popular mechanics magazine a scientist says the singularity will happen in 2031 a singularity or the singularity the moment where artificial intelligence is no longer under human control is less than a decade away according to one AI expert okay so what's that mean people The moment where AI is no longer under human control means it's self-aware. It means it's controlling itself, okay? Think Terminator, (laughs) okay? Uh, More resources than ever are being poured into the pursuit of artificial general intelligence and speeding the growth of AI. Development of AI is also coming from Uh, From a variety of sectors pushing the technology forward faster than ever. There's at least one expert who believes that the singularity, the moment when artificial intelligence surpasses the control of humans, could be just a few years away. That's a lot shorter than current uh, predictions regarding the timeline of AI dominance, especially considering that AI dominance is not exactly guaranteed in the first place. Ben Gertzel, CEO of the Singularity Net, who holds a PhD from Temple University and has worked as a leader of humanity and artificial general intelligence society, told Decrypt that he believes AI, AGI, artificial general intelligence, is three to eight years away. AGI is a term for AI that can truly perform tasks just as well as humans And it's a prerequisite for the singularity soon following. Whether you believe him or not, there's no sign of the AI push slowing down anytime soon. Large language models from the likes of Meta and OpenAI, along with the AGI focus of Elon Elon Musk's XAI, ai are all pushing hard towards growing AI. Uh, boy. Mm-hmm. uh here we go the systems have greatly increased the enthusiasm for the world of agi gertzel told decrypt so you'll have more resources both money and just human energy more smart young people want to plunge into work and working in agi okay maybe that's the future for the economy right we'll see when the concept of ai started first emerged uh As early as the 1950s, Gertzel says that its development was driven by the United States military and soon primarily as a potential national defense tool. (laughs) Recently, however, progress in the field has been propelled by a variety of drivers with a variety of motives. Now the why question is making money for companies, he says, but also interestingly for artists and musicians, it gives you cool tools to play with. That's true. I've used some cool AI tools for this podcast. And for some banned stuff. So it does, you know, it's like the internet. It's like everything else. There's positives and negatives to everything, right? The only problem with AI is that the negatives could be real, real, really bad. <laughs> Getting to the singularity, though, will require a significant leap from the current point of AI development. While today's AI typically focuses on specific tasks... The push towards AGI is intended to give the technology a more human-like understanding of the world. (laughs) Great. And open up its abilities. As AI continues to broaden its understanding, it steadily moves closer to AGI, which some say is just one step away from the singularity. The technology isn't there yet, and some experts caution we are truly a lot further from it than we think. If we get there at all. But the quest is underway regardless. Uh, Elon Musk, for example, created XAI in the summer of 2023 and just recently launched the chatbot Grok to assist humanity in its quest for understanding and knowledge, uh, according to Reuters. Musk also called AI the most disruptive force in history. <laughs> oh, man. With many of the most influential tech giants Google, Meta, Musk pursuing the advancement of AI, the risk of AJ may may be closer than it appears. Only time will tell if we will get there and if the singularity will follow. I mean, talk about dancing around the issue, who knows, right? It's all speculation it seems. Although this guy says it'll happen in 2031. <laughs> <sighs> the media people how do you know a news story is true i guess you got to do the work and investigate okay blah 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 let's move on uh i'm gonna take a break i'll be right back another
4: day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
1: Right, people. Welcome back to the show. Um, I want to play a clip for you that I found interesting, and I'm going to go back to the theme of America. We stupid Americans, and even some of we stupid Americans somehow, some way, find ourselves holding public public office politicians. You think they're benevolent? Do you think that politicians got to where they are by being upright, moral, decent human beings, Americans, statesmen and women with a, a moral compass that want want what's best for their fellow Americans deep down at their core and they act accordingly? with morals and values and principles and decency and pragmatism and cooperation and with having the best intention of the whole in mind. Take a listen to Tucker Carlson talking to Anomaly, and I don't give a shit how you feel. Feel however you want to feel about Tucker Carlson. Have whatever opinions of the man you want okay i just want you to listen to his words here and ask yourself do you agree or disagree here we go new speaker of the house
5: comes in and the first thing he does is issue a statement on behalf of foreign country that's the most important thing I'm, and i'm not even against the statement but right. i'm just saying like what bigger statement does that make that's him mikey johnson yeah and he's always oh, talking to field on praise god but I'm he, damn mikey he's a nice guy and i'm not against him but i'm just saying like if you think the welfare of another country is the most important thing for you as the one of the leaders of our country third in line to the presidency you have lost the thread son because it's not nothing is more important for the leaders of our country than our country and how it's 350 million people are doing so i was enraged by that and people are like, "Oh, are you for Hamas? Of course, I'm not for Hamas at all. I'm for America. Actually, I shouldn't I'm even for have to America. That yeah. Are you for Israel or Hamas? I mean, obviously, I'm for Israel over Hamas, but but that's irrelevant. I'm for America, and no one even asked that. And I feel deep resentment about that." that the concerns of this country are of no concern. Right, right. It feels like our concerns don't even fucking matter anymore. They don't matter. That's why it makes me wonder, are we just a shell company for Israel? Mm-hmm. Are we just a shell company for China? Like, are, what, mm-hmm. where are we anymore? Like, are we just... Well, there are a lot of people who live here who really like it here. We're born I mean, here. Oh, I love it here. Well, I know you do. And I'm
1: just saying, like, it doesn't have to be this way. I mean, listen to that, people. My favorite part of this is Theo Vaughn's tone of voice. Uh, It's almost a plea. What are we anymore, my fellow Americans? What are we? Who are we? What are we doing anymore? Are your elected officials making good decisions and representing you me all of us ask yourself do you agree or disagree with Tucker Carlson and Theo Vaughn right here and it was Anomaly sharing this interview Anomaly wasn't on that it was just on I got it from Anomaly's page but I want you guys, if there's anything you take away from this episode and and my podcast in general, to be honest with you, as we move forward here in the 21st century, what the fuck is America anymore? Is the promise gone? Is it dead? Is the dream gone? Is it dead? Was there ever really a promise or an American dream? Ask yourself. And, you know, with that in mind, I want you all to take a listen and I want you to think
0: about this. Every single principle on which the West is based is under simultaneous threat. The freedom of speech, assembly, and religion, presumption of innocence, the right to privacy, the consent of the governed being the sole basis for governmental legitimacy, equal protection under the law, a formally colorblind society, property rights, the right to challenge evidence and confront witnesses against you, the right to informed consent. All of these things are in grave danger of being overturned right in front of us.
1: You hear that, people? What he's talking about is the fucking Constitution. Of the United States the bill of rights not the bill of privileges the bill of rights slowly but surely you're given a third of your day to the government when you go to work they are squeezing more of your labor out of you so that they can go take your money and go fund their projects overseas People, what is America anymore? Is it already over? Are we already in the throes of the downward spiral, the slow decline, rapidly approaching the end of the train tracks with the fucking flashing lights telling you that the, the tracks end? It's imminent you are about to fall over the cliff to your inevitable end. And with the knowledge of all of this happening, let me ask you, my fellow Americans, I'm going to ask you the same question I've been asking you guys for a while now. What the fuck are you going to do about it? And if your answer is sit on your thumbs and cry and bitch and moan and complain, then you deserve the end of America and freedom and democracy and liberty you deserve to be conquered and that's probably what's gonna happen in the not so distant future listen to this man again
0: his threat the freedom of speech assembly and religion presumption of innocence, the right to privacy, the consent of the governed being the sole basis for governmental legitimacy, equal protection under the law, a formally colorblind society, property rights, the right to challenge evidence and confront witnesses against you,
1: the The right to informed
0: consent. All of these things are in grave danger of being overturned right in front of us.
1: All of our rights and privileges under the law are under threat and are in grave danger of being overturned turned and guess what my fellow Americans and I'm gonna say this part with disgust the reason why all of that is happening is because of you it's your fucking fault look in a mirror and take ownership You don't get to be a bystander standing on the sidelines watching everything occur. You are not an innocent bystander if you are a bystander, if you identify as a coward bystander. That makes you guilty, guilty as charged, my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans, you have become weak, pathetic, undisciplined, unprincipled. You have become a cesspool. And if you don't have any shame, if you can't feel that... You, you, know, you, n- you need to take accountability in some small way. If you don't look at the reality that you're living in and say to yourself, changing it, I know, is you know, an, <clears throat> a seemingly impossible task, right? But what can I focus on? And people, I say this on the show all the time. What can you control about your lot in life and about your situation? The only thing you can control The only thing that you can change is yourself. So if you refuse to change yourself in hopes of changing your country and the world for the better, if you can't change yourself and if you can't say to yourself that you are the one that needs to change yourself, you are not a victim, nobody is at fault for your decision-making and your lot in life and your current situation if you can't do that then ask yourself do you deserve freedom do you deserve to have a voice a vote democracy do you deserve to live under a constitutional republic? Or is it time to let an all-powerful, omnipotent sovereign take 100% total control over your life? Because you have demonstrated to yourself, to your country, and to the world, that you can't do it. You are not capable or you are unwilling to make the necessary changes. Are you ready to give your rights away? Are you ready to give power of attorney to the big club? Because my fellow Americans, whether you fucking like it or not, that's where we are going. That's where we are headed. And if you need to be reminded of the type of people that are in control of this fucking place. If you need a reminder about the type of people that rule over you that are immune from legal action and consequences that are above the law and that conduct themselves in this world however they want to. The pieces of shit that we allow to control our lives. You need a little reminder? Take a listen to this.
5: Jeffrey Epstein's list yeah. I want to know who voted to keep it sealed they are gone it's Jeffrey why? Epstein's why the list the fuck would you keep that sealed? and who the fuck are you to determine for the whole world that whether we get to see that list or not yep. let that list go you know why they don't let that list go because Listen the names up. on that list sure. would literally cause society to crumble the trust would be gone in governments and everything in theaters and movies the richest people in the world would crash And the richest people in the world are not going to allow that, which is why it's not being released. Why? Because the top fucking people in the world are on that goddamn list. And I think it needs to be released. And I think if we have to go backwards, so be it. Let's go backwards a little bit and move forwards better off. Jeffrey Epstein's list.
1: There it is, people. Jeffrey Epstein's list. That was Brad Lee or Brad Lee. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he says, I want to know who's on that list, and I want to know who voted or who is in control of not releasing the information and the names on that list. And he says that the reason why it won't be released and why the decision was made to not release it is because it would destroy society. And I don't think that that's such a bad thing anymore. (laughs) Maybe we need. To destroy this society. Maybe we need a little uprooting. Of the tree of life. As above, so below. Maybe we need to take a few steps backward. In order to take a great leap forward. I mean, you need some more proof? Take a listen to this. And really think about it. Think about how what I'm about to play for you applies to your life directly. And if it doesn't piss you off and make you want to take action to change your personal situation, (laughs) then you might be a stupid American. Take a listen.
6: I get up at 4.45 in the morning and I don't see a sign of the government anywhere. Every single day for eight and a half hours I exchange my time for labor. I don't see the government anywhere, except for on Thursdays. Thursdays I get my paycheck. That's when the government shows up. That's when they feel they are entitled to split half of the currency I made for trading my time, my skills, my labor. This goes on throughout the year where I'm responsible to keep records of all of this. At the end of the year, it's my responsibility to prepare all that documentation for them to review it. They then determine if their cut was large enough. If I don't meet their schedule, I face fines, fees, or the threat of being locked up in one of their cells. I guess some people call this taxation, but it doesn't meet my definition. To me, that sounds a lot more like fraud, embezzlement, and fucking slavery. Slavery. I think it's long past due that we all stopped participating in this.
1: What do you think, people? Does that piss you off at all? Make you feel upset? What if everything you thought was good and logical and rational and provided you with prosperity... All the the beautiful, lofty rhetoric that we are brainwashed with about how awesome, how star-spangled awesome America is throughout the course of our childhood. Think about the millions of immigrants from all the other countries around the world that get sold this bullshit, and then they come here, and sadly, their lot in life probably is better once they get here. But is it ideal? Is it really the best possible situation or for them is America just a bit of a level up from the God awful shitty situation of a country cesspool that they you know came from I'm not saying all other countries other than the United States are worse somehow you know there's levels of bad and good everywhere obviously And I'm clearly making the uh, the obvious argument that America ain't so great anymore. Maybe it once was before 1913, (laughs) before we sold this country to the Federal Reserve and the European banking cartels. Maybe America was awesome up until, you know, from 1776 to 1913. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't alive then. But from what I've read and learned, seems like it was probably the best time to be in America. I've made the argument that the eighties the and nineties were the best time to be in America. And I guess that's true. Technologically speaking. And um, I don't know, it's probably pretty good after world war two also with, you know, single breadwinner households being able to afford a family and kids and a house and, Vacations and vehicles all on one person's income. So that was beneficial, I'm sure. But this is all semantics. Who cares when the best or worst times to be uh, an American is or was? The point I'm trying to make is that America today, in 2023, the 21st century, has changed And it has changed for the worse. And that's the facts. That's the truth. Whether you want to believe that or not. So my question to you again, my listeners, my fellow Americans, is what are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to sit on your fat ass crying and bitching and moaning and complaining and playing the victim And blaming all your problems on everyone and everything outside of you, external to you. Or are you going to start pointing those fingers at yourself? Are you going to develop the courage and the balls to look in the mirror and self-regulate, self-actualize, self-identify? Are you going to stop blaming everyone else and are you going to start blaming yourself if i've said it once i've said it a million times your lot in life and the and the situation that you are currently living in in this world is 100% your fault and the sooner you learn understand And accept that, the better not only will your life become, imagine if we all went through that type of a self-discovery renaissance. What if all of us woke up collectively at the same time and started focusing on making ourselves better, healing our traumas, um learning how to fight against our fears and vulnerabilities, learning how to really get closure on shitty situations that have happened in your life so that you can press on positively. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? You can't give up. It's not A lost cause. And I know sometimes the way that the world is, the current status quo can make you feel hopeless, desperate, anxious, depressed. The wokeism and the feminism movements are making you question your rational mind. Up is down, left is right. Men are women, women are, w- women are men. <laughs> I mean, how do any of any of us know what's what anymore? How do we discover truth? Who is behind our education system? Are we learning what we really need? Uh, you know, what we really need to know to make our lives better, to make our personal situations better. How do you know that what the government and the school and the church and the TV screen and the sick, twisted, psychopathic, sociopathic, narcissistic people that are the authority that are in, uh, you know, powerful positions in this world? How, how? What makes you think that they're trustworthy? What makes you think that they're looking out for you and that they have your best interests in mind? How do you sleep at night knowing that this world is not as safe and not as pure and not as good as you like to think it is? In a previous episode, I said that anyone that is running from difficult situations in their life and who are unwilling to accept the reality of the situation that they are living in, they are, by definition, running from truth. And I'm going to say it again. You want to solve the problems in this world? You want to solve the problems in your life, my fellow Americans? then you better stop running from the truth. You better start running towards the truth. Seek the truth. And the truth shall set you free.
4: will tell you who I am. Just another stupid
1: And people, with artificial general intelligence and the singularity coming soon, the technological advancement where man may merge with machine, maybe machines will be our savior. Maybe AI. is just another word for almighty God. The Messiah. The Savior. Maybe. Maybe if there's no morality, and there's no principle, and there's no good versus evil, and it's all relative, then maybe it's time, people. Maybe it's time to merge with machines. Maybe it's time to have a savior come and solve all of our problems for us, right? But let me ask you something. If you're the type of person that believes that, that means that you're already there. You've already made the decision. The anomaly is choice. In the words of Neo- from the matrix. My advice is to not trust artificial intelligence to make your life better. My advice is to not trust anyone else with the responsibility of making your life better, of saving you from something. My advice is you be skeptical of artificial intelligence and its level of control over our lives that it is going to achieve at some point. My advice is you start looking at yourself, figuring out who you are, figuring out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what are your goals? Where do you want to go? Or are you just going to live in fear and apathy? A pathetic, useless eater. Until the bitter end of your life. When you finally make the transition to the spiritual realm once again. Why do we take pride in being stupid idiots? Why are we... So in love with ourselves, narcissistic, can do no wrong. We don't have to face consequences. We can just use other people to get out of situations and to get into situations. (laughs) What kind of person are you? I really hope we all strive my fellow Americans, to stop being stupid. Americans, people, it's time to turn up the optimism and the fun, and let's play some punk rock. Hi people welcome back it's time to play some punk rock before we get to the punk rock though I just wanted to say a couple more things people you guys know this about me I am firmly of the belief that what is happening in this world that you and I live in together is a direct reflection of what is happening inside of each and every one of us if you're the type of person that thinks that the world is completely fucked and a big cesspool of immorality and hedonism and Satan worship and evil and torture and manipulation all that kind of shit then there's a good chance that there's a lot of that going on in your head because think about it if we all had our shit together we were confident we had self esteem we didn't ha- we, you know we weren't battling traumas we didn't have shitty opinions of the world and of other people then maybe just maybe we wouldn't have those opinions of the world and you know i know it's easier said than done obviously but think about it if you Look in a mirror and you say to yourself, I have a high threshold for pain and suffering. I am willing to do what other people are not willing to do in order to achieve my long-term goals. I'm willing to sacrifice um, instant gratifying behaviors. I'm willing to not do the fun and the comfortable thing because I know that I'm playing the long game. And if I'm not hooking up with a bunch of people, getting wasted and partying all the time, bitching and complaining about when people uh, do me wrong, staying in relationships and in situations with people that are manipulating you or treating you like shit or disrespecting you and you just take it, you look past the red flags, and you know both in your romantic relationships and with just your relationships with friends and people, acquaintances in general. If you're the type of person that is happy, fulfilled, driven, disciplined, knows that there's a time for work and a time for play, you're very good at managing your time, you're very good at uh, showing up for the people that you care about in your life, then I bet your opinion of the world isn't so bad. It's definitely not as bad as the opinions of the world that the people that are all fucked up have of the world. And I know, I sound like a hypocrite right now because if you guys have been listening to my show, you're like, dude, you're talking about yourself, Andrew for America. You clearly have a bad opinion of the world. And that's not true. I might talk about the dark, deep, hidden, occulted, fucked up realities of this world. But that doesn't mean I have a bad opinion of it in general or of people in general. Sometimes, yes, I believe that humanity is a failed species, (laughs) a slave race that were seeded on this planet by extraterrestrials from other universes, perhaps. But you can't give up hope and faith completely, because if you do... That's when the demons come in. That's when you let the Satan, Archon, Luciferian energy into your hearts. And I will never do that. I will never let my life get so bad in my mind that I start thinking about being immoral, being evil, being manipulative. Uh, Good people that have their shit together and aren't all fucked up. And even if they were fucked up, they found a way to get past the fucked up thoughts and feelings. Those people aren't out there doing bad in the world. They're just trying to do what they can to survive and get by and achieve their goals and take care of their friends and families. Isn't that the point? Look, ask yourself, why are you here? Are you here just to pleasure-seek and enjoy your time on this earth, in this realm, while you're here? Or do you think you're going to live forever? And so you think that you're better than everybody. You get pissed off when things don't go your way. You're easily annoyed and bothered by other people's behavior. You jump to conclusions and jump to having opinions about things matter-of-factly without any knowledge base or evidence or understanding whatsoever. People, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. It's got to start inside. First, you have to want to change. You have to want to make your life better. You have to decide that you are not going to accept any excuses for your failures anymore. One aspect of being on the right track and headed in the, you know, knowing for yourself that you are headed in the right direction with your head screwed on tight is making the conscious decision for yourself and yourself alone, not for anybody else. You consciously make this decision for yourself to take 100% responsibility for your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your standard of living and your lot in this life. Because the sooner you do that one thing. As soon as you accept 100% responsibility for yourself and for your actions, you are on your way to discovering truth. My fellow Americans, if you can find a way to conquer your own mind, then you have found a way to conquer this world. And if I'm wrong about that and we should just wipe the slate clean and start over fresh then maybe Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine was right when he said hope lies in the smoldering rubble of empires. Reminds me of that word revolution that I mentioned previously in the show today. But revolution doesn't need to be violent revolution, people. You can go through your own personal revolution in your own mind. You can consciously choose You can make the decision to start moving ever closer on your quest from ignorance towards knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And my recommendation is you get on the stick because life is short and you do not have enough time. I hope I've been motivating I hope I'm coming across to you, my listeners, as honest and truthful, yet blunt and unmerciful. Because this tyranny of convenience world, this technologically created world of instant gratification and dopamine fucking release in your brain every two seconds from social media and scrolling on your phones and distraction, distraction, magic trick, keeping you focused on shit that doesn't matter at all so that you don't start paying attention to what's really happening in this world. And so you don't start paying attention to the people that are in control and making this world worse for everyone. You can't fight the good fight until you conquer your own mind. Because you don't have anything to offer to the fight if you're not mentally prepared. And that goes for everything, people. You have to set out in the right frame of mind. And if you find yourself constantly struggling or not achieving your goals and you have a bad opinion of yourself and you make excuses for why you can't do this and you can't do that. You see what I'm saying? That's all in your mind. Nobody's doing that to you. You are doing it to yourself. And that's why it's your fault. This country and this world is the way that it is because of you. And part of taking 100% responsibility for everything in your life. Your thoughts, feelings, ideas and most importantly, actions. That is how you accept fault. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. That's how You learn. That's how you grow. That's how you achieve goals. That's how the scientific method works, people. Trial and error. Keyword, error. You have to make mistakes in order to grow. So if you run from mistakes and don't accept responsibility and don't take the fault for your actions, and your failures, then you are running from the truth. And if you want to know the cheat code to discovering absolute truth in this world, people, this is how you do it. You ready? You make the conscious decision for yourself to no longer accept excuses. From yourself or from others the way you seek and find truth is you decide that from this moment forward you are 100% responsible for everything that happens to you in this life that's how you do it you can't make mistakes by making mistakes, (laughs) if that makes sense. You can't fail if you never accept failure. Does that make sense? There's nothing wrong with the bad, difficult, frustrating, annoying, seemingly unable to overcome Situations that happen to you in your life. Failure is not absolute. Failure is temporary. You just haven't achieved your goal yet. And I love this. You guys have probably heard this a million times and I think about this all the time. Joe Rogan just mentioned on his show a while ago that he thinks about this all the time and it's from Jocko Willink discipline equals freedom that guy the Navy SEAL guy he says every time something bad or shitty happens to you in your life he has a one word response good good oh did your wife leave you for another guy good now you get to make yourself better and you get to go find something better and someone better for you Did you lose your job today? Did you get fired? Good. Good. Because now you get to focus on making your resume better. Now you get to focus on applying for better jobs or maybe a job that's more aligned with your beliefs and your lifestyle and the way that, you know, the type of person that you want to be. Anytime something bad happens to you, it probably happened for a good reason. Because now you have the opportunity to change. And hopefully, if you do it right, you'll find a way to change for the better. Nobody can do it for you. You have to decide for yourself. It's got to start inside first. This band recently came out with a brand new EP entitled City Lights Volume 1. And these guys have been on the show before. They're from Bogota, Colombia, and they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, making their return to the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Here's one reason to rise with their song, Living in Denial.
4: But this time I'm on my own These rainy days have been the perfect time for me To reflect the results of this life It doesn't matter how long these days fade These bands hold my heart in stakes But this time I'm on my own It doesn't matter how hard I try Every truth I hear is a lie It doesn't matter how far I go Every time I ask to say no It doesn't matter how hard I try Every truth I hear is a lie It doesn't matter how far I go Every time I ask you Say no, it doesn't matter
1: All right, people, that was one reason to rise with their song living in denial go check them out they got a brand new ep out called city lights volume one check them out on spotify they are awesome and i'm gonna leave you with one more song and i want to play this for you because it's a cover that these guys do and i thought it was awesome i love when punk uh, punk rock bands cover Uh, other bands' songs and change those songs to be a little bit more punk rock than they originally were. And these guys nailed it on this one. Sometimes it feels like somebody's watching me. (laughs) Here Here they are, guys, with their second song. Here today on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, here's One Reason to Rise with their cover song Somebody's Watching Me
3: Of crime. To the people on the TV, seeing me, I'm Justin Paranoid. When I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair.
1: All right people, that was one reason to rise with their cover song Somebody's Watching Me and that was originally by Rockwell the R&B singer. Um people, I know that I kind of do these self-help introspective pieces on the show from time to time. Um I did an episode a long time ago uh, a long time ago Uh, entitled Choices. If you guys haven't uh, listened to that episode yet and you like this episode today, I recommend going back and listening to my episode entitled Choices. I kind of talk about some of this stuff. And really all I'm doing, people, is I'm trying to urge you, my fellow Americans, to stop making excuses for everything bad that happens to you. I'm trying to urge you to think before you speak. Think before you act. We are living in a world that is increasingly playing on your emotions. AI is going to get into your head. Social media, the mainstream media, anything you see on a screen trying to get into your head. they are shitty, narcissistic psychopathic people out there in this world that seem so nice. But guess what? They're trying to get into your head too. They're trying to manipulate you in hopes of controlling you. And if you're the type of person that finds yourself constantly let down by others, it's probably because you don't have the boundaries and the self-security system in place. You're not skeptical enough you're not discerning enough there's an old saying that we have in the military trust but verify people you gotta verify you can't just trust trust respect those things are earned don't just walking around giving your respect and your trust out to just anybody anybody there's a good chance they don't deserve it. And if you're the type of person that walks around this world giving out your trust and your respect to everybody very, very quickly and easily, then there's a real good chance that you do not trust or respect yourself. (laughs) Get it? Am I making sense to you? You are in control. You are in the driver's seat. It's up to you. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And the reason why I do these shows where I kind of get deep and introspective is because of love, because I love you. I love humanity. I love this world And I want to make it better. And I will fight and die to make it better. This podcast is for intelligent truth seekers that love punk rock music and here it is, have an earnest desire to save the world. My fellow Americans, I hope each and every one of you find a way to save yourself. Because if you can do that, guess what? You have now found a way to save this world. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 166 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast entitled American. We'll see you next time.
2: not control yourself. If you don't know yourself, you can't control your own emotions. You're going to be reacting to everything that comes your way without having understanding why you're doing that. So when you know yourself, you know,
3: I don't need to get
2: angry about this. Mm. Because it's not something that touches me personally. It doesn't matter in the end. Whereas if you don't know who you are, everything affects you personally. And you're getting grumpy and insecure Ooh. and bitter and resentful. You have to start with yourself. It goes back to the ancient Greeks and the Oracle of Delphi. Know thyself. Know thyself.